A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. Swift, 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 Swift. Ish. What just happened? We are here. We are back. Welcome, y'all. We accomplished a lot of stuff this week because this is the second episode in a row of Swiftish Podcast. We didn't break. It's a miracle. Yeah. yeah. It's always a miracle when we do that. We should have a board that's like, it's been zero days since we canceled an episode or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> and this yeah. week, you know, we did two in a row, technically, because mm-hmm. we recorded on Monday. Mm-hmm. So when you texted the song, I was like, what the F? It's way too soon for this. I know. I, ha- I had it in my mind. I'm like, hey, it's Monday. I need... Like I'm gonna forget because we recorded so early or so so late. I was like, I yeah. need to because if I don't text her, then I'm gonna forget. And then I'm a procrastinator and I need to research yeah. the song and research any news and like stalk yeah. people, which yeah. didn't take that much time out of my day. Did I know it was like a slow week for Swifties, yeah. which I guess we should get used to. I mean. She did warn us. She's like, the next album I'm working on, Losers, is red, and it's not coming out till August? No, wait. November. September. November. (laughs) Right? November, not October, you guys. Mm. (laughs) I was just like, I was hoping it was August, but you're right. It was really far away. August would be like, hey. That's so sad. It really is. And nothing, like, and you know how I, I told you I get Google alerts for Taylor, and then I also, like, just put her name in the new section of Google to see what's going mm-hmm. on. And if you do that today, I don't know, maybe even when this episode drops, the only thing that like fills up your feed is TikTok Taylor Swift doppelganger. TikTok Taylor Swift <laughs> doppelganger. Apparently there is a TikToker that looks a lot like Taylor Swift and her daughter saw like a – I think was looking on Netflix and saw Miss Americana and was like, daddy, daddy, mommy's on – on the the tv but okay okay this is also Seems this coach to me <laughs> it's all if you look at a picture i showed lands a picture of side by side of this girl and he's like yeah she looks like her and then i showed her a video i'm like but it's like she has the bangs and she did her makeup right like if mm-hmm. if you put like a makeup free picture of both of them side by side i don't think that they would look as much alike you know she's right. tall blonde wavy bangs and she's pretty she's beautiful but she's also on is it cameo so if you're oh on, wow <laughs> if you're on facebook and you're scrolling you get a cameo ad like advertisement it's like oh send a birthday message to taylor swift look like watch out ashley coming your way <laughs> i know shelby happy birthday it's gonna be from taylor and you're yeah you're gonna think i like dish out a lot of money for you and like, you know if i looked like a celebrity i think i'd pivot on. not into like cameo but into selling foot pics like do you think um, that's a market yeah that you get like a lot of money from I mean, like weird shelby not weird some people just like feet it's fine. i think even though you're not a celebrity I think you could probably sell your feet pictures. <laughs> I know, but the thing is, it take. I literally looked into it once because okay. I was like, "Why? Why I don't like my why? job?" <laughs> because you wanted. I was like, uh, "It's so easy. You take some foot pics, you send them to strangers, and you get paid. Like, yeah, hello, yeah. dream job." Yeah, but but the issue is that when you're a nobody, you have to like market your feet pics, right? You can't. There's not like a it's website like a, where you can niche. just upload them. Yeah, like <laughs> I had to like I would have to make like a Twitter or an OnlyFans for my feet, and that like amount of, you know, marketing of my own feet just seemed like way too much work. Whereas, if I was her and I was like, I look like Taylor Swift, then I'd just be yeah. like, check out my toes too. <laughs> and she has like a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. Oh, so, see, perfect. So you have to think about this though. Would you want your friends to know that you're selling your feet to to people? Absolutely no yeah. shame. Honestly. No shame. Okay, well then no shame. Then do it. Like take out Facebook ads, um, take out yeah. Instagram ads and do it. And I think from what I've heard, like not that I've looked into it, but I have thought about it. But from what, okay. I, what no I've shame. heard is that people have certain fetishes. Like some mm. people like dirty fo- like not dirty, yeah, like, yeah, not yeah. like nasty like sexual right. photos, but like your like feet in, the in mud, mud. Yeah. or your feet covered in like gross manure. <laughs> Seems like you know more about this than I do. So Lance told me, but he's not Someone into looked feet. it up. <laughs> he's not into feet. I posted a photo because I'll tell you one person, oh, not person, one one thing in my life who was obsessed with feet, and that's my dog, Pabu. 
Like, <laughs> you come into my house yes. without shoes, he's going to lick it. So I shared it <laughs> on my Instagram story and my friend was like, ew, licking your feet. I'm like, oh, it feels so good because it does. Something about a dog licking my feet, it feels – it has to be a tiny a tiny tongue, not a big tongue, a tiny tongue. It feels great. If you're a golden retriever, don't lick my feet because yeah. that's gross. Ugh. Yeah, and corgis only. Corgis only. And my friend was like, oh, you better tell Lance that. And I started like puking. I'm like, no. I like Some people are into it. Yeah, like, go ahead. Like, if you like your feet licked, if your other person likes licking your feet, that's fine. But to me, oh, no way. Um, but how much do you think you can make by selling photos of your feet? People get insane amounts of money for it. It's like hundreds of dollars per picture. It's but like, do you have to be like young to do it? Because I'm kind of thinking you just of, like, have to. You just have to have feet. That's like the only requirement I could find. Well, that's the thing, right? Is it's like, who knows what foot fetishists are looking for. Mm-hmm. So how am I supposed to look at my feet and know how how worthwhile they are? I have two calluses. I have calluses on my two big toes. So maybe people are into the calluses. Yeah, I have some chipped nail polish. Does that yeah. make me seem more relatable? Oh, you know what you, know what you could do? You could see Attainable. who any people have like fetishes over Olive and June. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like paint nail. I can't talk. Nail That'll polish. That'll be our next ad. It'll be like <laughs> sell your. Oh, <laughs> really? Get what you're wor- oh, what you're you, worth. Hold on. You want to know how we can advertise it? We, you and I, can go in on it, and it could be a, a Swiftish podcast. <gasps> yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. See, this is what happens when Taylor Swift <laughs> doesn't do anything. Is we just decide to sell feet pics online. Okay, you guys, message us if you want pictures of our feet, and then we'll <laughs> yeah. we'll. We'll, we'll start into- it off minimal, $20 yeah. a pick, you know, yeah. send us a DM, you'll get a foot pick want. in return. Yeah. It can't be like anything <laughs> Ashley can make little costumes for her different toes. <laughs> yes. And uh, so- we'll draw 13s on our, on our ankles. <laughs> I can send you pictures of my dog licking my feet. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a niche. Your dog wearing Taylor Swift costumes licking, licking my your feet. feet. You'll probably get sued by Taylor's management for something. Swifty dog licking feet. (laughs) I'm not saying Taylor Swift. Maybe she has Swifty. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It's been an interesting week. Yeah. (laughs) We got it. You know, that's the problem is our culture tells us we have to hustle and like every everything needs a side project. So Mm -hmm. it's like if we're not making money, we're wasting time. So how did we get on the subject of feet? Oh, it was oh cameos TikTok cameo. I would so rather sell feet pics than waste my time making an embarrassing cameo that people can screen video like video record and share all over the internet, and mm. it just like it makes me cringe. It's and like, you have to Ugh. like put on like makeup and do your hair. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's just do my feet. Like, I'll wash yeah. them for you, or if you don't want them to be washed, I won't. I got, but we had a remember we had a a review. Um, I think it was on Reddit. Someone said that they liked an appropriate Swiftish podcast. So here you go, you guys. Yeah. But let's move on to another topic because I have yes, been, um, in light of no Taylor Swift news, I've been, and you probably have been, um, watching Loki on Disney Plus. Have you watched uh, that? Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. I loved it. Are you a Hiddle Swift fan? <laughs> like, have do you see in the what appeal? Sense, right? Do you see like the did, when the two of them started dating? Were you like, yes, yes, yes? I saw this coming. Okay, but not oh. get, but not like Met Gala. They're dancing. You saw it coming, but like I can see them together. It was more. He's always been like, like I find him attractive when he's not Loki, right? Oh, like yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like he's cute and handsome. He has a very attractive voice. Like mm-hmm. there's videos of him like reading poetry, and you're just like, okay, yeah. <laughs> When they got together, I was sort of like, wow, he's adorkable. You know, like, he's kind of dorky. Mm-hmm. They're kind of, like, quirky. And then when the when the breakup happened, like, I I really just admired the the fall the that grace. he took. Just the, yeah. just the way he spiraled out after that. And mm-hmm. the GQ article, as I've mentioned so many times before, is near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's sort of hard for me to say, like, yes... I can see why people find him like attractive. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily like my vibe, but I will say after Loki, I was like, that's probably my favorite thing he's done. Cause I've never like liked him as Loki before, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but this one, he finally was able to do more than his usual shtick. Yeah. And, that, and that's where I was too. I was like watching Loki throughout the, like the past five to six weeks, which I loved. Mm-hmm. And I like really didn't get 
the whole Tom Hiddleston thing. I'm like, oh, I just saw Loki. I saw Loki, like, he said that <laughs> shtick, like, with his, like, weird costume, his hair slicked back, just being, like, <laughs> doing all of mischief stuff. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I just don't get it. I haven't seen him in anything else. I think watching Loki, seeing, you know, you know him branch into different a different type of character, not just the yeah. mischief maker, and not in his freaking, like, Loki costume the <laughs> Loki whole time. Costume, yeah. I was like, yes. Like, he's, like, in his detective outfit, and I was like, okay, what yeah. else is he in so I can watch? Because he's, like, it was really just, like, glue, like sucked me in, and just, mm-hmm. like, um, what was that? Uh, oh, Wander- WandaVision. Mm-hmm. When it was over, I was like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, I need, I need I know. more of this in my life. It was, <laughs> it was great. I loved the ending. I thought, I don't know if anyone's watched it, but I thought the relationship was weird. <laughs> So. It is weird because they they said that they wrote it to not be romantic, but then like towards the end, they definitely were like mm-hmm. vibing, but it mm-hmm. also wasn't really realistic chemistry, but it wasn't like bad acting non-chemistry. It was just yeah. kind of like – you could. I could tell that he what? was interested in her, but like the yeah. other way around, I didn't see it. Have, yeah. you, have you watched The Timekeeper or The Time Traveler's Wife? Oh, like ages ago. Okay. Have you read the book? ages ago (laughs) do you remember like an a shocking scene in that book yes i think i do like the twist yeah there's a scene where he goes back and like he's a 12 year old with his 12 year old hormones and this the person like the time traveler and he goes back to his 12 year old self and they engage in in things together (laughs) And his dad walks in, quickly walks out because his dad knows all about time traveling. And I was like, they're the same person. And in his mind, he's like, but we're this, but it's just like, you know, giving us some, some self-love. I we're the not same person. that. Yeah. I read it like <laughs> two times because I was like, what is going on? This is so weird. And then I kind of feel like that's the same thing that's going on with, yeah. and I know this is totally not Taylor Swift, but it's Swift-ish because it's Hiddleston. Yeah, it's Hiddle Swift. Like, yeah, I thought it was weird because they're like the same person, probably the same yeah. DNA, even though like she's female. No, it wouldn't be the same DNA because, well, I guess. Yeah, like same family. They came from the same, except for she was a girl. It's like his sister. Well, it's a different timeline. Uh-huh. I don't know. Hey, Shelby, <laughs> you go find yourself on a different timeline and make out with yourself. <laughs> I me. can see. You, you can like, see the I'm appeal hot. though, right? Like that's <laughs> that's the psychological study is that we're attracted to our selves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's and what that yeah a lot so. of people i don't see i don't see this with you and rob and i don't yeah, see with yeah. me and my parents but a lot of people they look like they've married their brother or sister <laughs> and it's like yeah because you find yourself attractive because you're just looking at yourself all day like let me find someone who looks as yes. good as me do you think taylor and joe look alike yeah yeah oh my gosh yes yeah that's like a common crit- i mean not criticism like a common she she's things right even wrote about it she loves him like her brother so (laughs) yeah exactly see we're just weaving taylor swift do you think taylor watched loki yeah if okay if if, okay i feel like she doesn't watch stuff if she is a marvel fan marvel right yeah yeah (laughs) i'm like getting it like mixed up with marvel and um I don't even know what the other one the is. The DC, DC universe? Yeah, I'm, I, got, I get those two mixed up. I don't like DC as much, ever. Yeah. Not a lot. So if she's a Marvel fan, I think she's watched it. If not, I don't think she's watched it. I think that'd be the weirdest part of dating someone famous is just like seeing them do stuff and being like, am I allowed to like this? <laughs> do you think he watched Cats? <laughs> I mean, that's a little different because it's like such an ensemble, but I feel like... I feel like the way I imagine it is Tom Hiddleston is sitting at the restaurant. Oh, <laughs> right where she left him. Yeah, just oh. kidding. Just kidding. I'm sure he's <laughs> fine and happy and moved on. But but I think part of him is probably a little embarrassed or confused. At least he was confused when it happened, right? Mm-hmm. He was like, I thought it was real. She said it was real. Was it real? You met my mom. The whole society is telling me it's not real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so do I think he's processed that? Yeah. Do I think he's like ready to go to one of our concerts and be like queen slay? No. Mm-hmm. I think he's kind of like. And also the way she writes about it being like. <laughs> you were to get away. 
Yeah, he kind of like makes it's kind of invalidating, right? He so it's probably like embarrassing. It. Yeah, he's like the. I mean, kid. it's not even like. I don't think she feels. I don't think she thinks he's dumb or mm-hmm. feels any sort of like what a loser about him. I think she writes it like the truth. Like, oh, I was in a bad place and I needed re- like I needed out, and he was a gateway, and mm-hmm. I used it, and it didn't work, and it like blew up in my face, and so now that has colored my whole experience. But I don't think she's ever been like <laughs> loser. Like, yeah, long story. How short, could he not see? Yeah, wrong guy. <laughs> yeah, but he's been kind of like. Like, like you said, with the GQ, the breakup, he's kind of been pinpointed into like a laugh, not a laughing stock. Yeah, kind of like of a like sap. A, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, remember that. Remember <laughs> that. Like, that was the beginning of the spiral, was Hiddle Swift, which is sad because we love some so Hiddle Swift. We do. I love, like, honestly, I had a question um, that I never remembered to ask, but it was like, if you. Oh, yeah, because I watched Black Widow and I, mm-hmm. I asked my co-host on PSU Wrong. I was like, if you what would you break your nose for? Like because she physically shatters her yes, own nose yes. in the movie. <gasps> and I was like, if I could sit down with Taylor and have her tell me the full truth and like give me the story of the whole Hiddle Swift, like mm-hmm. how he was, what that was like, why it happened. I would do it. I would shatter my own face open for that. I mean, you can just like break it back like Scarlett does. Yeah, it'd yeah. be no big deal. No. But I think that is something that intrigues me so much. It's not necessarily like, oh, did she cheat on on either of them? Was she in love with Joe the whole time? Like, it's more, what was going on mm-hmm. with Tom? Like, where were your thoughts at? Like, was he a good boyfriend? Did you like hate it a little bit the whole time? Like, I just want to know. <laughs> that, that, I th- I'll break your nose for you so you don't have to physically and mentally <laughs> have to do that just so I can get the scoop. Okay, perfect. I'll help yeah, you. Yeah, I'll yeah. help you. That's so generous. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I wonder if he's, wonder if he thinks about her, you know? And I want, yeah. and I would love to know how the breakup went because as, Shelby teased a little bit. Um, you know, we are, if you haven't caught on, we're covering right where you left me this week. Yes. Which bonus track from Evermore. Mm-hmm, from Evermore. And we did um we've already this is the last bonus track on Evermore that we're covering because there's only two. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you guys, Shelby was so excited. Like <laughs> so excited to do right where you left me she just her emojis and the way she texted me back yeah. was like whoa Shelby calm down calm down I can't wait <laughs> uh no I you know it was funny though because I I don't like this song mm-hmm. like it's not my vibe I think tonally more than anything well also subject wise it's more just when I first listened to it I was very confused I was like yeah what what were you confused about like why it was on the on the album no 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 it sounds like good she sounds great in it it's Mm -hmm. it's well written it's just like thematically i'm like where does this why is she at a restaurant like what's happening Mm -hmm. like what what's what's the story here and then you like listen again and then at that point i'm like I don't vibe with the. I see. I like this song. Um, you know, when she first started singing, it, it kind of brought you back to her country days. Kind of yeah. gave you like a Dixie yeah. Chicks Taylor, old Taylor vibe. 100%. And and I really liked it. One thing that I liked about it was the whole the theme of Evermore is like forever, evermore. Mm. And this is about a girl who has a breakup and she's evermore in these feelings and she can't <laughs> get over it. So I understand why it's there it's interesting because when you think about it some of these songs some of her bonus songs are very raw and then mm-hmm. when you look at this it's like but i just can't like pinpoint it when she was 23 she was dating right. harry styles but i don't think this is like yeah it's not personal at it's all not like personal. it doesn't give any personal no. vibes whereas no. you're right like it's time to go you have that whole verse about scott Borchetta. The Lakes is obviously, like, about her relationship with Joe. And so, yeah, it feels sort of like a throwaway song that she's like, well, I'll just tag it on the end. And it was one that they wrote last. Like, Aaron Dessner said that this and Happiness were done just days before Evermore's release or the completion of Evermore. And, um, And they were kind of like, uh, how are we supposed to fix these 
put these on and I'm so glad they put happiness on because happiness is like one of the greatest songs Taylor's ever written right where you left me it's it's interesting to think about why it counted as a bonus track because it it does feel like it could have fit on the album and it fits in that idea that she was writing more fiction on this album and like so why did she choose to make it a bonus track but it couldn't be just because it was a late arrival because happiness ended up on the album so it's sort of like well what counts as a bonus track in her mind and maybe she recognized like i do that this just <laughs> thematically it just doesn't like it song. fits like the evermore i get the theme but it doesn't really yeah. fit that um but it did get me thinking about breakups and because mm. it's kind of putting this person who gets broken up with just can't get over it and years later is still 23 in her mind because she's like still in love with this guy and still trying to figure out where it went wrong. Mm-hmm. My parents told me about this time that they went to church. They were visiting a church, you know, not where they live. And it was for their church. It was like a testimony meeting. So people from the congregation mm-hmm. can go up and bear their testimony. It was my grandparents' wards, so my grandparents' or church. Um, <laughs> and so my grandparents knew this woman, but this woman gets up. She's probably like 45 she has she's married she has two Mm -hmm. teenagers two or three teenagers who are like grown and can understand what's going on and she goes up there and she starts bawling and she starts like burying her testimony of her of her belief and her faith in christ and she starts talking about like that's the reason why she broke up with her boyfriend that she was dating (laughs) at the time and, she, and she's like, and she still loves him. She started talking about how much she still loved this guy, but she knew that her religion and her faith and her church were priority. And so she chose a different route. But she was telling everybody in this building with her her husband and her children there that she lost the love of her life for, for Jesus Christ. That's how strong her faith is. And I was like, oh, when my mom told me that, I was like, that is so awkward. So and this woman came to mind when I listened to this because she was that – probably that 23-year-old person who got broken up with or broke up with someone or whatever, and she's still there. She can't get out of her head. (laughs) She's like, oh, he he has kids. He probably has a wife, but I still love him. Well, that's how Taylor Swift, you know, described it. She said this first bonus track is a song about a girl who stayed forever in the exact spot where her heart was broken, completely frozen in time. Mm -hmm. And it is sort of like it has this sort of like Mrs. Havisham vibes from Great Expectations, which is the Dickens story where this old woman lives in her house alone, still wearing her wedding dress with her wedding banquet still laid out, just unable to move on from the time she was left at the altar. Mm. And so it feels very much like that. And and it's kind of weird, though, because it's also like you get a sense that I don't know if it's because she age drops the 23, but you're like, yeah, like Taylor, that's a number <laughs> like, come on, that we're all aware on. of. Like the first thing I did was I was like, okay, how, what year was Taylor Swift? And she was 23. And it was like 2012, <laughs> 2013. And I was like, oh, okay. Harry Styles. Like, oh. <laughs> not even that. I just mean, it's such a young age to feel that. Like I get it. You mm-hmm. do feel torn up at that age, but it's hard to take it seriously looking back from our age where we're like, okay, girlfriend, like just sit at your, sit at your table a little longer yeah. and you'll get over it. I don't know. Okay. So have you, have, have you had, like, cause I've had lots of relationships and I know I don't have room to talk. So, I, yeah. When did you have any young breakups? No, okay. I know. Okay. I I know that I don't like this song because I just don't you can't care like, about care. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm thinking about like um I remember I was 18. So I was in 23, so I was a little immature, but I was 18 and I was dating this guy and it was like for only 6 months, but he was like my first boyfriend. We were in love. He was more of that renegade guy who mm. um you know mm-hmm. had left his left everything, changed his name, was trying to get away from his family. Mm. And he had a lot of issues. And there was like this one scene, the movie scene in my mind where he had gotten like super, super drunk, had like accused me of like being in love with one of my best friends at the time who was gay. So like, (laughs) no way. And he was like, telling me like, leave me, you can leave me. Like, you know, like you're too good for me. And I remember being in the rain and I, I, if I cussed at the time, I would have said, 
<laughs> get your shit together. But I was like, you want to know what? You get your stuff together and you can come back and we can date. And then like we – anyway, so that was like – it was a dramatic relationship. Like when he told me he loved me, when I told him he loved me, I loved him, he was like, you shouldn't say that. Like, no. I'm not good enough for you. You should you shouldn't love me. And so anyway, like it was like it was it was intense. And then we ended Iconic. up breaking up only because school was ending and he was gonna go home and try and go on like a religious mission. And I remember just bawling, like kissing him and just crying and bawling and just like not knowing that I was gonna ever get over this because obviously this was a great relationship and you know yeah. it wasn't toxic at all but like yeah when you're in those fills and you can't see, and you you haven't imagined life without this person I think no matter at what age whether you're 23 or 43 you still are allowed to have these feelings and feel like the world is over because of this yeah. breakup because you haven't imagined life without this person I feel yeah. I hear yeah. yeah. I understand. I just. I mean, good for you. Part, I'm glad that you no. never had to like go through like. No, 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 no. That's not. That's not a compliment to me. I was not um, sought after. Let's say oh. I didn't have the option to you be left just, heartbroken. You just weren't a hussy like me. That's all. Yeah, yeah. The boys were just intimidated by me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my mother always told me um but no I I like after you know digging into the song a little yeah. bit more for this episode I'm able to respect um certain attempts here uh but I am curious there you know I don't think this has anything to do with Taylor Swift's personal uh. life but there were some interesting theories on this song being you know because when she released Evermore she said she did another album of interlacing songs and intersecting stories and um characters and so there's two theories out there that one this is the other side of the coin to champagne problems or two that this is the haunting of esty at olive garden and that this is where she wound up after her husband killed her and she can't leave because she's a ghost haunting so like the corner like murder house from american horror story Sure, yeah, I haven't never seen that, but... <laughs> Everyone who gets killed in this place just stays there. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> I don't think it's Esty because I, yeah. I love a good, like, horror bit, but I'm kind of like, <laughs> she's... But she's not, like, obsessed with her husband. Like, that yeah. was a bad relationship. Well, but she's dead now, and so she's sad. She's like, why'd you do this to me? You yeah. know, she's like, oh, yeah, we could have been something. <laughs> I think I like the whole like champagne problems of it all, yeah. but it also seems like you said a little bit like 23. So it would be from like the guy's perspective because it's not really. So it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's like the argument is, I don't remember, but I don't think there's any pronouns or there's gendered not- in champagne problems. So the argument is that it was a lesbian relationship. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. so now the the girl who was rejected is actually stuck feeling so sad about it even though in champagne problems she's like you'll get over it and you'll find a girl and you'll be happy but he's like i'll never get over this and you'll find someone and you'll be happy yep. or yep. she she is. yeah yeah yeah. he or she they them yeah yes yes i, can I mean that. anyone can wear hairpins you know anyone can sit cross-legged so i don't even know if this song has pronouns in it it doesn't have pronouns in it, but I was also hairpins is such like a interesting yeah. word, and it kind of puts you like, why don't you say bobby pins? It kind of puts me in a <laughs> it different time. Sound good. <laughs> it kind of puts puts me a different time period, like how you said. Yeah. Maybe it was that Great Gatsby inspiration because yes. they like pinned their hairs up and did, did like the little faux bobs. So I can see that. Oh, it, great! You mean uh, Great oh, Expectations? Great, great Gatsby. That is. <laughs> way back when that's great 18, gatsby 1800s. i mean yeah <laughs> when the flappers dressed you know <laughs> yeah. yeah okay so there's some options there i don't really buy it because like you said there's some i think when she does make a purposeful connection you have songs like cardigan and betty mm-hmm. that directly overlap with direct images whereas here there's not enough to justify either of those but they were fun little I love a good theory. Ideas. I love a yeah. good theory. It's great. It's great. So why don't we get into the breakdown of the song? Yes. It might be pretty quick. I didn't think we would be talking this much, but <laughs> I'm kind of here for some like, 
weird foot fetish, Tom Hiddleston yeah. <laughs> relationship um, breakdowns. Okay. There's always something. <laughs> I know. I love it. Okay. So let's let's get this party going. This is right where you left me. Verse one. Friends break up. Friends get married. Strangers get born. Strangers get married. Trends change. Rumors fly through new skies but I'm right where you left me. Matches burn after the other. Pages turn and stick to each other. Wages earned and lessons learned, but I'm right where you left me. Why did you laugh? <laughs> <laughs> Just the strangers get born, but yeah, that sucks. It, I mean, I like the tune of it. Like strangers correct. get born. Like she, yeah. to, she like, throws out that draw. I'm like, there, there it's the yeah. young Taylor talking no, about definitely. it. It's very like country, very, mm-hmm very twangy it's mm-hmm. like it's like one of her more experimental tracks on this album it's the structure is really unusual like we'll get through it and you're not necessarily sure where the chorus is what i mean what the mm-hmm. verses are what the bridge is like it kind of changes the melody is super unique it, it changes from this minor sound to more major and it, and it's just like kind of all over the place sort of in the same similar vein of something like closure mm-hmm. where it's like you can tell that there was something she was playing with here that's on another <laughs> level mm-hmm. um but i think yeah i tried to just break into these lyrics a little bit and i think she does a good job in this first verse where she's telling us like there's a slow introduction we're not sure where she's going but it's this list of visuals that are just like hitting us over the head with the fact that time moves on like it mm-hmm. doesn't stop for anyone it's just this gamut of life events from from you know the whole life cycle basically of being born breaking up getting married dying like it's just (laughs) yeah life doesn't stop yeah it's Mm -hmm. just one thing after the other and then at the same time you have these little hints of but I'm right where you left me you don't know who she is you don't know who she's singing to you don't know where she was left and so I think it is interesting how it is kind of a perky song like the energy is a little happy but then you start to get the sense that something's not right because she's listing all these things that are supposed to mark a life fulfilled. But, oh, wait, she's right where you left me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But who is it? Who is it, you guys? Yeah. Let's get into the pre-chorus. Help. I'm still at the restaurant, still sitting in a corner I haunt, cross-legged in the dim light. They say, what a sad sight. I swear you could hear <laughs> Yeah, she's just like, what a sad sight. (laughs) I swear you could hear a a hairpin drop right when I left. Ooh, white when I felt the moment stop. Glass shattered on the white cloth. Everybody moved on. I stayed here. Dust collected on my pinned up hair. They expected me to find somewhere, some perspective, but I sat and stared. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I really do like, like, I like this idea like I think she really pulls it off in a way that only Taylor could where mm-hmm. um there's some really beautiful lines here and she obviously paints a very vivid picture that you're you're not sure is it is it metaphorical you know is she's not haunting a corner unless you believe she's Estee's ghost mm-hmm. but you're <laughs> you're able to picture her sitting there like cross-legged like you know just stunned that this whatever happened to her happened and now she's like what and there's all these oxymorons these contradictions where she's like oh you could hear a hairpin drop but then she can also hear people talking and like Mm -hmm. whispering what a sad sight Mm -hmm. and so it's almost like there are these parallel universes that she's acknowledging where for her everything froze but then there's action around her where they're talking to her the glass is shattering everyone's moving on dust is falling on her but for her she's just like stuck Mm -hmm. and I think that's sort of interesting that she's able to quickly tune us in that oh yeah something pretty bad happened and life may move on for everyone but like can someone help me because I'm kind of still stuck here (laughs) yeah like I can't get over it it kind of puts me you know when you're watching those infomercials about like depression medication and you have someone mm-hmm. who's like sitting at a table and yeah like it has like the, everyone moving really really fast around them and they're just sitting there just kind of like either eating their food or just like depressed and that it's the visual that just pops up yes. when I listen to this pre-course right here oh 100 and I mean she does this interesting thing with her with her voice where she sings she stretches out the eye like every time she sings 
I'm right where you left me. I swear you could hear a pin drop. I stayed there. It like builds on itself in this like, ah, and it's, and it exactly like that, like a hundred percent nailed it. Um, but I think that's an interesting choice too, because it almost feels like the narrator is trying to find herself again. She's like, it's like scratching at the door or the, <laughs> the, uh, the, like, I think it's, she feels stuck. She knows she's stuck. She's trying to find an exit. And that voice is almost crescendoing to a release, but then it settles back into the melody again and she's just stuck. And mm-hmm. you can kind of feel that push and pull where she's not able to get, to get out. And it's sort of, I really like this line. They expected me to find somewhere, some perspective. Um, but I sat and stared because it works on two levels where it's like, can you find somewhere else to like take your depressing little aura? Like, please leave. (laughs) But it's also saying they expected me to find some perspective somewhere where she should be able to have sorted through all these images and memories and emotions by now and get the perspective she needs to stand up. But instead she just sits and stares. It kind of sounds like you just like 10 minutes ago when you're like, oh, yeah. 23 is so young. Come on, people. If you knew what <laughs> we knew at our age, come on, you would not no. be freaking out about that. <laughs> but that kind of exactly, like, yeah. that kind of <laughs> parallels it. Like some pr- perspectives like, hey, you're young. You'll get over it. You're all, you'll get over it. So people just aren't taking her seriously. It's like it's just oh, a yeah. love, young love. Yeah, hundred percent. I identify with the with the patrons who are telling her to just say, like, <laughs> "What a sad sight! Come on, people, yeah. you'll get over it. You'll get over it." Yeah. Uh, so the chorus, right where you left me, you left me no, you left me no, you left me no choice but to stay here forever. You left me, you left me no. Oh, you left me no, you left me no choice but to stay here forever, forever. <laughs> I think this is fun too. Like mm-hmm. it's clever the way she has these multi meanings on everything she's singing where mm-hmm. even when there's no forward motion in the story, every lyrics bu- building on itself here where it's the fact it's you left me. That's a full sentence. She had been left at this restaurant. Oh, you left me. No, is like, Oh my gosh. Like a statement of sadness. It's like, I can't believe you did this. Like I'm in shock that you did this. And then you left me no choice but to stay here forever is like, this is your fault that I'm stuck mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And I think that that kind of adds to this this sense of like you talk about depression, confusion, like the anxiety of like, wait, how did I not see this coming? And And just wrestling with these different feelings and expectations and like, I still feel for you, but wait, I'm sad, but wait, I... I should blame you for this. Mm-hmm. And just that like repetitive energy as she tries to cycle through these these feelings to pick which one feels most right. Hmm. Okay. So I do have a comment, but I'm going to put it in at my verse two comment. But it kind of just okay. remind me, it kind of just – because this chorus kind of goes into you have left me no choice, but stay here forever. It, it blends very well into the second line – the first line mm-hmm. of the second verse. Did you ever hear about the girl who got frozen? Time went on for everybody else. She won't know it. She's still 23 inside her fantasy – how it was supposed to be. Did you hear about the girl who lives in delusion? Breaks up, breakups happen every day. You don't even have to lose it. She's still 23 inside her fantasy and you're sitting in front of me. So we have this girl who everyone kind of pulls the, had you ever hear about the girl who got frozen, pulls that line from Miss Americana where Taylor Swift was like, we're talking mm. about like you, you stop maturing, you stop growing when you you know when you're that famous when she was 17 yeah yeah and it kind of everyone was like paralleling that line which I kind of liked and it it pulled it together but one thing that I was thinking of when she says you left me here forever and I wanted to ask you do you think literally the narrator of this song is like 43 years old and still reminiscing and still heartbroken and still like in her head and depressed about this relationship or do you think this is maybe right after the person left the restaurant or maybe a week after and they just don't think they will ever get over it because it hurts so much and they're just going over that day in their mind and they're kind of like in denial that this all happened? I mean, I think 
I want to believe that it's just like minutes after it happened, but I don't think, I think Taylor was going for something more like, whoa, like hard to say. Cause even how she describes it is this is about a girl who stayed forever in the exact same spot. Mm -hmm. And so it does feel narratively like this is a girl who, whether literally sitting at the restaurant, she has had a lot of time and should have gotten over this by now, but she can't. And Mm -hmm. And I think that's sort of what Taylor wanted to wrestle with was this idea of like, we're always singing about like, yes, I'll move on. Yes, I'll get over this. Like that's Taylor's bread and butter is constantly being like, oh my gosh, you hurt me. But guess what? I'm doing better now. Mm -hmm. Whereas now she's like, you hurt me and I'm devastated and I'll never get over this. And it's 20 years later and I still can't, can't like let it go. You know, so it does feel like it's long. This would be a great plot because I've been watching this. I fall asleep to Criminal Minds right now because I've (laughs) I've already watched it a million times and now I'm binging it all over again. This is a great plot for Criminal Minds, which we know Taylor Swift (laughs) starred on and she loved this series back then. Like a woman who's like so pent up and was broken up with somebody and then 20 years later, like maybe he has his first kid or something happens and it triggers something in her and she starts killing people. Oh, yes. Yes, Love it. I love that. (laughs) I think I love that. That's, that's where I think this is going yeah. next. It's going to be nobody, no yeah. friend. <laughs> I mean, I like this verse or bridge or whatever it is. I think it builds in an interesting way. Um, and each line carries like more of the truth for us who mm-hmm. didn't, you know, imagine listening to this for the first time. We're finally like understanding what's happening here because she she told us in the chorus, like you left me no choice, but to stay here. And now she's finally telling us what here is and why it happened and why there's no choice. And I think, I think it's clever the way she takes a step back and she's like, you guys have been talking about me. So like, let's really talk about it. Did you hear about this girl who got frozen? It almost feels like what the gossip would be is, Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, this girl can't get over this breakup that happened at 23. She's still obsessed with him and how it was going to be. And I think, Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. It, it just I – mean, you made me think by by talking, which you always do. <laughs> are you saying like pe- out, uh, people, you know, the public are lo- looking on to her relationship and making comments mm-hmm. about how she should be over him. It kind of reminds me of all the criticism Taylor has gotten throughout her career. Like she, mm. she broke up with someone and two years later she drops this album all about how this right. person like broke her heart and she – you know, she knew he was trouble, but she like, you know, knows he'll never go out of style, like all this stuff. And everyone's like, get over it, Taylor. Get yeah. over it, Taylor. Come on, Taylor. <laughs> you can't like – and even like 10 years later when she's like completely broken up with him, she'll write a song and people are like, oh, it's about Harry. Oh, it's about Jake. So yeah. it's kind of like – it could be making a, a statement if not only a little tiny bit because I don't think it's completely about her, about, about how like – People, maybe she, right. people think she, this person is stuck in this delusional fantasy when maybe she's not, but people are like mm. putting her there. But I don't know. Anyways, go ahead. I yeah, I feel like Taylor, I feel like Taylor is able to channel this emotion really easily, mm-hmm. like whether she's doing it in a snarky way or whether she's stuck in her feels again, because mm-hmm. I think this line, um, did you hear about the girl who lives in delusion? Breakups happen every day. You don't have to lose it. Mm-hmm. Is very reminiscent of like, like that's that's feels like a snarky line. She even sings it with sort of a bite in her lip, where she's like a bite in her tone, where she's like, "Did you hear about the girl who lives in delusion?" And breakups happen every day. You don't have to lose it. And I do feel like that's something that Taylor was told again and again mm-hmm. every time she wrote a song. Every time she didn't let it go but I think here it also works where you can feel the frustration of the narrator who's like I know what everyone's accusing me of I'm trying to tell myself to get over it too but here's the trick I'm still stuck in that fantasy and she like re-centers us again with that um, mirrored lyric where she says this is the moment. Like, are you ready for this? Because I'm about to tell you what happened when he mm-hmm. was sitting in front of me. Yep. And she goes into the bridge. At the restaurant when I was still the one you want, cross-legged in a dim light, everything was just right. I could feel the mascara run. You told me that you met someone. Glass shattered on the white cloth. Everybody moved on. 
Yeah. It's interesting that she parrots some of these lyrics again mm-hmm. because it just emphasizes again that she is stuck in this exact scene. Like there's nothing else to pull from. She can't describe any other moment. All she can think about is, oh my gosh, in this restaurant, my hairpins, the glass broke. Like what? <laughs> it sucks to just mm-hmm. be there, just repeating herself. Um, and I also like that this is the first refrain about being at the restaurant where she doesn't say help because at this point it's almost like a flashback where she doesn't know what's going to happen yet because she's saying oh at the restaurant I was still the one you want cross-legged in the dim light everything was just right so that whole that whole part right there is like the present to her Mm -hmm. where she doesn't know what's coming and then you have this moment where she sings her eye again Mm -hmm. and it's instantly like a different feeling where it changes and it freezes because you told me that you met someone Mm -hmm. and And she also um i'm sorry i'm talking too much much. go ahead i was gonna make some weird one-off comment go ahead (laughs) well i like that i like that it goes from I like this line. I could feel the mascara run because it's such a, it's so removed from the physical act of something. Like she wasn't saying like I started crying or, oh my gosh, I could, I was just like messy or whatever. It's suddenly like she's frozen and all that, everything around her is happening to her, but she's not active in it anymore. So it's like she's sitting there. She can't do anything to stop it but she can feel the mascara run. The glass shattered on the white cloth. Everybody moved on, but mm-hmm. she's literally just like stunned still in that moment. Yeah. Even now. And then time just doesn't move on at all. Cause yeah. she is still at that restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor, poor person. She goes in pre-chorus <laughs> help. I'm still at the restaurant, still sitting in a corner. I haunt cross-legged in the dim light. They say, what a sad sight. Well, Shelby says, what a sad sight. Yeah. <laughs> I stayed there, dust collected on my pinned up hair. I'm sure that you'll, that you got a wife out there, kids in Christmas, but I'm, I'm unaware because I'm right where I cause no harm. Mind my business. If our love died young, I can, I can't bear witness. And it's been so long, but if you ever think you got it wrong, I'm right where you left me. You left me no. Oh, you left me no. You left me no but choice but to stay here forever. You left me. You left me no. Oh, you left me no. You left me no choice but to stay here forever. It's sad. Yeah, it is. It's very sad. And I just kind of like, oh. Like, I hope she's not 43 years old, just, you know, not able to get over this. Hopefully, she's, like, 25 and she's, like, still I mean, she tells us that some time passed because she's not, like, I'm sure you'll get a wife one day. She says, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that you got a wife out there, kids and Christmas. Mm -hmm. So, that implies quite a bit of passage of time. Like, and so, I think that is just the nail in the coffin, this idea that, oh, my gosh, like, I'm trying constantly to find my conviction to finally move. And there's this like aching. And every time she sings, I, and then it's just like, she's right there. She stayed there. She can't like move on. And I think, I think this like, I cause no harm. Mind my business. It's like, she's trying to tell people to let her live, even though she's not (laughs) living. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like hard for her to, to let go of that fact because she's like, well, I'm just sitting in my corner collecting dust. So why does it bother people? Like I, I'm unbothered, but it's clear that it's still heavy on her because she literally can't move on. You know, thinking about the, this, the person and the narrator, I kind of get the feel that maybe throughout the whole relationship, she was in delusion. She was in denial Mm. and and was delusional because I'm thinking of like relationships I've been in, breakups I've been in, you know, I've always seen them coming if someone broke up with me. Mm-hmm. And I've always been able to, at the at the end of the relationship, even if I'm like, I didn't expect that, stop and think and being like, there were signs all along. Like, mm-hmm. I noticed it here. I noticed it there. Especially if like he met somebody else, like there had to right. be some kind of sign. And so it just speaks to, I think, maybe her mental health too. 
mm-hmm. of where she was at this relationship because if she was in denial the whole time, there's she's probably still in denial and she just doesn't think like, oh, nope, he's going to come back for me. He's right. going to leave his kids. He's going to come back for me. <laughs> but I mean well, – That's why the line, if our love died young, I can't bear witness. I think that's such a potent – um, like you were saying, reflection on where she is. Like she's saying that she had no idea this was coming. She She's like, I couldn't be brought in to, to tell why this relationship didn't work because I have no idea. Like I, I don't know what, like in a postmortem talk about like where things went wrong, she couldn't attest to any sort of uh, fizzle or fade or mm-hmm. bad feeling because she never noticed and she's Mm -hmm. like I couldn't be trusted to give like witness that oh yeah that's that's my that's my dead child like that's my that's the person I loved and this is like me telling you exactly how that no like she doesn't have any idea and I totally get that that would be a huge like you know shock and also just a cut at your own self-esteem to feel so like clueless about something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's like Listening to the song kind of like it made, it made me think of like my past breakups and you guys have had a mm. lot, I've had a lot. Um, and I dated this guy in college who he was like this really, really religious guy, kind of like someone who you're like, oh my gosh, like my parents would think he's such a perfect husband. And he was a great guy. Like even looking back now, great guy. Um, but he broke up with me, which is one of the only people to break up with me. And I'm not saying that as like a haughty, like, oh my gosh, he <laughs> broke up with me. Like, cause some of the other guys before the ghosting was a term, some of the guys would like ghost me or would like push me into breaking up with them by how they treated me, you know, like, right. you know, those kind of guys, but this guy broke up with me yeah. and at first I didn't see it coming. But then the moment I knew was we had gone to like a church fireside on Sunday. It was like a Sunday church meeting at night and we were going back. He was an RA on campus and we we're going back to his apartment. Everything was great. Everything was good. And then I heard his friend say, good luck, buddy. And I was like, <laughs> what? And, like, I wasn't, like, in love with him. And I wasn't, like, planning my future with him. Thank goodness. He was a great guy. And I could see, like, he would make a great future. And then the funny thing is, and the reason why I always think about this guy, Chris Taggart, is because (laughs) he – like, and he's such a great guy. He really is. He was probably too good for me. Um, You know, just Mr. Perfect. And I probably had all my flaws, which I I love. Um, But we go to his dorm, and he had written me, like, a two or three page letter <laughs> and he couldn't read it. And so he like, he gave it to me and had me read it in front of him, not out loud, but read it to myself in front of him. And I'm like reading it. And it's basically like 15 minutes of him, like breaking up with me and telling me why, like he wished he could marry me, but he prayed about it. We'd have been only been dating like a month. Um, he prayed about it and just couldn't see me being his wife. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know, 1920. And I was like, oh my, what? Like, what is going on? I was like, this guy was thinking about marrying me after a month. And then like, I wasn't crying. He was crying. I like put the letter down and he was bawling and crying. And I lived across campus. He lived on one end of the campus and I lived on the other side. And it was seven o'clock and it was during the summertime. So it was still light. And I was like, okay, so we're, we're broken up. I'm, I'm going to leave. And he made me, he, he didn't force me like that. He wasn't mean, but he was like, let me drive you home. Let me drive you home. Let me drive you home. I was like, no, I can walk home. But he guilted me into letting him drive me home Uh. and walking me to the door. And I just keep on remembering like, you know, when she's like, I I didn't see it coming. I didn't see the signs. I don't know why I thought of this breakup. I was like, I didn't see it coming. But then good luck, buddy. I was like, oh. I was like, I am not right where he left me. I am somewhere else. He has kids. Well, he drove you across campus. Yeah. (laughs) But boy, he was a nice guy. He wasn't me. I wish I still had the letter, but I don't. But he's iconic. He broke up with me because after four weeks, he just didn't. He was just intimidated by you. Yeah. (laughs) He's married to a really great girl. I don't know her name. I think I don't know her name, but she's she's great. I don't know. Yeah. It's just funny. <laughs> oh, breakups. They're fun. Uh, well, that's the yeah. song. I mean, altogether, I uh, I admire what she attempts. It just doesn't work for me. I no. just don't get the point. But I know a lot of people love this song. Like, a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. They do. Like, I was looking at Reddit and people were like, my favorite. Mm-hmm. So, would you switch anything off of 
the album for this one? Or are you kind of like, ew, it shouldn't even be a bonus song? Um, no, I feel like I think it is sort of like I was talking about. It, it matches the like experimental vibe she goes for in closure. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I feel like she could have used this instead of closure. Yes. I and even put too. closure as a bonus track or mm-hmm. something. But that being said, I like Closure's theme a lot more personally. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I don't like Closure's sound. Yeah. <laughs> so I would – like when I was I driving back from my appointment today and I was like, hey, I know Shelby's going to ask this question, which song? <laughs> and it, and I think I said it last time when it's time to go, Closure, just because the sound just like – Yeah. Okay. So what's the tailor of it all? <laughs> I really do like the line um, uh, – I – Oh, what did it say? I said it already. But the, um, uh, did you hear about the girl who lives in delusion? Breakups happen every day. You don't have to lose it. Because I think, mm-hmm. one, that's a great line. But also, two, it's something Taylor's combated with all of her songs almost. Where people want to, like, write off women's stories. Just like, Ugh, just, like, let it go. Get out right. You're done. Mm-hmm. You're being dramatic. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very clever for her to put a name to that and kind of put it in this song. But also call it out and be like, I can still be in my feels about this, you jerks. So that one's aimed at me, I guess, for this song especially, (laughs) but I appreciated it. (laughs) I'm I'm similar to you, and we have the same verse. I love the, did did you hear about the girl who got frozen? Time went Mm -hmm. on for everyone else. She won't know it. It just, it, I think it like sums up the whole song perfectly. And then you also have the tie into, you know, Miss Americana about how she said like, when you're famous at such a young age, you like frozen in time and you can't grow up. That's my Easter egg. Huh? Oh, well, <laughs> look at there. We just went right into the Easter egg. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so we're it. on the same wavelength. We are. We are. We are. Okay. Grade it. I think I know what you're going to give yeah. it a grade. I think I know. I'm giving it a C. I know. I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. I just, I think she has stronger songs. Mm-hmm. Like, I can respect that there's some good songwriting on here, but literally, like, I I think she has too many great songs for me to even be phased giving this mm-hmm. a C. Yeah, I'm right there with you, C2, because it's not something I, like, listen to over and over again. It's not bad written. I mean, on the Taylor Swift scale, a C is really, like, what? An A minus? There's, like, an A minus, like a, a, and yeah. a plus. Like, those three. Um, so it's yeah. not bad. It's not bad. And, like, if someone put it on the radio, it wouldn't <laughs> Kingdoms be. Kingdoms of Glory. <laughs> uh, Taylor Swift's version. <laughs> I wouldn't like I wouldn't tell someone to turn it off if they played it. I'd be like, oh okay, yeah. yeah, like bopping my head to a sad song. Yeah, yeah that's true. And would I rather listen to this than me? Yes. So okay, maybe good. that's the new question. Okay, well, <laughs> well let's do that. That's a new question for you. Um <laughs> the bars on the floor. Do you think it's <sighs> do you think this is something that she would play like a on tour? Like maybe not like a part of like a permanent set list, but like B stage or surprise song. Oh, I mean, yeah, a hundred percent. She'd play almost. She'd play ninety percent of a dis- discography on the B stage as okay. a surprise song. Do I think this will make the set list? No, Mm-mm. not even. No, I, unless she really likes it. But then why did she put it on the freaking uh, yeah. bonus track? You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could say the same thing about freaking <laughs> new romantics. <laughs> new romantics and yeah, yeah. It's great. <laughs> Were you thinking of something else? It's no, time I was. To go. No, I couldn't think uh, of the song. The like, lakes. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm thinking of an older song. Wonder. Oh no, uh, new romantic. It's like the per- perfect one. Sorry, I was like, oh, I'm getting distracted right now. But yeah, like so she has like a great new new romantic, and it's like, oh, why yeah. why is that a bonus? Yeah, but you guys, that is th- there. You have it. That is our breakdown, our long episode about really yeah. weird stuff. But. <laughs> all over the place but good stuff yeah we'll see if there's any more stuff next week but we'll be back with an episode um who knows what we'll be talking about we have a few we have a few stragglers on lover left we have Mm -hmm. a few um stragglers from folklore even and then we have a lot of evermore left so i know too much evermore i feel like and a couple of fearless bonus tracks yeah so blame blame the swiftest shuffle on spotify (laughs) because it's just like it's really leaning towards like these one-off songs that we <laughs> yeah. were like, okay, let's just do that. But you guys, yeah. if you want to support us, you could always rate us on Apple Podcasts, find us, scroll all the way down, five stars. It'll help people who, you know, 
who are like you find us and then you can also support us we are very appreciative of anyone who supports us on patreon you guys yes. are the best swiftish or no i always want to say swiftish.com patreon.com <laughs> backslash swiftish podcast and where can they find us on social media yeah we're at swiftish podcast on instagram um we've got to pivot to video there i guess because it's no longer a photo sharing app and no one wants, um, no one wants to see my face <laughs> Uh, um the views beg to differ okay Uh i've seen those numbers so (laughs) it's very popular um but we're also on twitter at swiftishpod13 um we're excited to bring more taylor content hopefully she gives us more taylor content Mm -hmm. but until next time i'm shelby and i'm ashley and taylor um we're we're right here you know just waiting (laughs) (laughs) right where you lived us (laughs) 